0: I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. My guest today is Steve Benequist. Thank you so very much for listening First off, let's talk about the website, it's TravelTalesPodcast.com, that's where you can go to see the stories, see uh, photos, see our guests, uh, see recommendations, destinations, some stories that I've written and some of the guests have written, and there are also links to all our social media, Instagram, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, our Facebook page. Stitcher Radio and, of course, iTunes. And if you're going to go to iTunes, please give us a good rating. That boosts our presence, helps people find the show, and it's always a cool thing to do. And if you want to say a few nice things, I'd appreciate that as well. We are in the heart of the summer travel season. I hope you've uh, had a chance to get out and see a little bit of the world. Busy time of year. Prices are high in terms of uh, flying, but hopefully if you're flexible, you can get a deal. I myself am very excited, and I'll tell you why. A few months ago, I saw posted online, I think it might have been through either johnnyjet.com or the Sky website. Uh, there are a few of those uh, deal sites out there, and they will announce crazy airfare deals. And a few months ago, I saw one for American Airlines, which is my preferred airline. I am a gold member for life there. Don't mean to brag, but I am. And they were advertising one-way fares from Los Angeles to Copenhagen for $325. And if you know anything about flying out of LA to Europe, that is crazy cheap, especially when you can get it in the peak summer season. So I bought it. A couple of my other friends bought it, friend of the show, uh, Jake Heath van Stratton, and also Andy Wood, who also did the show last year. They jumped on it as well, and long story short, we're all going to Copenhagen in late August. The plan right now is after a few days in Copenhagen, or a long weekend in Copenhagen, we are going to Oslo, and then Andy will take off, and then Jake Heath and I will, after a few days, head on over to Stockholm. We'll be in Stockholm for a few days, and then Jay Keith will go home, and then I'll be solo. And I'm hoping to head to Helsinki, a place I've never been, and if time permits, on to Estonia, Latvia, and if I decide to keep going, that'll take me into September... I would love to get down into uh, the Mediterranean somewhere, possibly Greece, if it's still standing as a country by the time we get there, or possibly southern Spain. I haven't decided yet. A lot of it's going to depend on uh, friends. There's some friends that might come meet me. Whatever it is, I'm very excited. Very excited about this trip. Uh, There's a lot of the Baltic I have not seen. Uh, I was in Copenhagen once, and that was in 1989. So I'm guessing it's a little different now. The one thing I and all my friends are concerned about in Scandinavia is, of course, the price. Uh, Very expensive up there. Uh, Oslo has been reported as one of, if not the, most expensive city in the world. So I fear my time there might be brief. (laughs) Just get a little taste of it. But either way, very excited. So if I have listeners in Scandinavia, um, most uh, specifically, in Copenhagen, in Oslo, in Stockholm, Helsinki, write me. Let's meet up, grab a beer. Write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Any recommendations you have, restaurants, places to stay, things to see, good bars, etc., etc., et cetera, et cetera. Write me, TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. More on that trip a little later as the summer goes on. But I'm very excited. It's going to be the last couple of weeks of August. So look out for me, Scandinavia. I'm coming. Now let's get to the episode. Steve Beniquist is a comedian that I've uh, known for a number of years. If his name sounds familiar, that's because he did the podcast a couple years ago. He was one of the comics I recorded at the LA Podcast Festival in 2013. Ran into him a few months ago, and he said he was going to Cuba. Him and his girlfriend went to Cuba, and unlike me, who just spent a few nights in Havana, he did a full two weeks, so we got to see a lot of it. And so this episode is all about Cuba and the things he saw, the things he did. He had a great experience there. And now with Cuba opening up a little more to Americans, it's an exciting time. Cuba is very hot right now. It's only going to get hotter. So I'm kind of glad I saw it before it really uh, opened up to the hordes of Americans coming over and hopefully not turning it into Fort Lauderdale, which is good for no one. So let's get right to it. My talk with Steve Benequist, all about Cuba. Enjoy. (music) We saw each other last year, and you were about to go to Cuba, maybe. Yes, yes. Okay, we we're, were at that show that you booked downtown. Yes, the uh, big and tall show. Yes, every Monday at the Lash. At the Lash. Um, and you went to Cuba. I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you went with your girlfriend
1: or solo? I went with my girlfriend, and okay. uh, it was very exciting. It was. This was before. Our president made it legal and okay yes. by just a couple of months. Okay. So yeah. you
0: were ahead of the curve on that one. I, I mean, I'm no trailblazer <laughs> because
1: someone else in this room has also been there. That
0: was me. Yeah. Um, so what was your way of sneaking in? Where did you go through?
1: Well, I did some research and I ran into a comic also on the show, uh, Greg Edwards. His girlfriend had gone a few years ago and she told me about a website that will arrange for such things and has done so for years. And... Basically, the State Department has looked the other way for since at least Obama's time, yeah. and maybe a little before. Uh, I think right around 2009 or 10. And um, so, but you still have to, in a weird, indirect way, get a ticket through a third country. So, like for instance, it appears on your. I looked at the charge on my credit card bill, and it was it was in a hotel in. Uh, it was a fictional hotel <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in Mexico.
0: You used a credit card for the ticket. I did. See, I did mine with cash because I was afraid I couldn't already not do in Mexico. all that stuff. I, yeah, I flew into Mexico yeah. and uh, through Cancun, mm-hmm. and I just went to the Cubana Airlines desk. So I also flew with Cubana. And uh, asked if they had room, and they said, well, I'll come back in an hour or two. So I went and had lunch, came back. Yeah, there's there's a spot. Oh, so I cool. think I want to say it was like 200 and something dollars. Round trip? Uh, must have been round trip. And or And you went in
1: 2011? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, it depends on the time of year, too. I think... I don't know. For, I think mine was like 400 round trip. Okay.
0: Yeah, was, mine was like April yeah. of 2011. And it might have been one way, for all I know. My, my, I might have had to buy it... There you go. ...in yeah. Havana coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no plan. I had nothing arranged when I got there. That's cool. And uh, I had a Lonely Planet guide.
1: I also use The Lonely <laughs> Planet
0: uh, because,
1: I mean, and here's the thing. It sounds so taboo and illicit for American listeners, but everyone else in the world, including our closest allies, Israel, yes. England, the Canada, they all are like, yeah, yeah
0: we can travel there. Tons of Canadians. No there's
1: tons of Europeans there. I didn't meet a single other American the whole time. I was there for two weeks. Yeah. And we didn't meet any other Americans. We met one Israeli with dual citizenship, but that was it.
0: That's one of the things that I liked about it. That was yeah. nice.
1: Yeah. That... It was cool, and I, and I, again, like I'm not making any claim to be a trailblazer, but I think it is still pretty unusual. Yeah. I think not many Americans go compared to other countries. No,
0: I didn't run into many, and they were fascinated by me. They you know, really kept fascinated, asking, right? asking yeah. stuff. But there's some of them that seem to be like, okay, we get, we get a bunch of them, you know, especially if yeah. you go to the real touristy, like the, uh-huh. uh, the Hemingways, the El Floridita. They can't,
1: they can't push Hemingway hard enough. They're, they're <laughs> oh, very man, proud yeah. of Hemingway, and rightfully so. Sure, you know, great writer. And, uh, yeah, that, that whole – I attempted – my Spanish is pretty good. And I would uh, – they'd say, where are you from? And I'd say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm your enemy. I'm from the United <laughs> States. And they would never laugh even politely at that. They'd be like, no, no. <laughs> it's, say, yeah.
0: no, we're friends. It's only our governments that have a problem and, you know. Right. So, so did you – let's okay. So you get off the plane. First of all, was your plane uh, as old as mine? And mine was like, oof, rickety. It was an old Russian plane. Uh... It, like, the stuff was written in Spanish and in Russian. Oh. Like the signs, the warning signs. Aeroflot. Yeah, it was an old Aeroflot plane. I think the one we had... I don't know for sure, but I
1: thought it was uh, on the smaller side of one of the American models. Like, maybe a DC or something. But it didn't have any TV screens. No. And man. I had flown down on Alaska, and it had just those, like, periodic TV screens, which mm-hmm. are kind of already getting rare. And I was looking for, like, what's my first Cuban thing I'm going to see? And, uh... I was handed a packet of cookies, uh, you know, in the snack pack, and I was like, what does Cuban commercialism look like? And uh, they were little, like, sandwich cookies, like Oreos, but they were strawberry-flavored, intensely sweet. And they were called <laughs> llantitas. Llantitas! <laughs> which is – and there's a little car, a smiling cars from Disney-like car. Yantitas <laughs> uh, means, like, little wheels. Oh, okay. And uh, so, I don't know – who thinks eating a car is a great idea? But that's <laughs> already I'm like they don't understand commercialism. They don't get it. I remember the flight
0: not being too long. Yeah, that it's was not like a couple hours, right? And
1: Cancun is a little further than Mexico City too, from from Havana, a little further west.
0: Yeah, and the um, <clears throat> I think is it is Cancun on Cancun's on, on the Gulf side. Oh, it is. Okay, so yeah. you're closer. Okay, so the uh, you flew you flew you fly in there and uh, you land. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have anything arranged? Anything at all? Ride a pickup, no. a hotel, and here's the thing I, I was so I didn't, and I was so um
1: concerned in spite of all the assurance of this, of this travel agency that um that I would have some sign that I'd been in Cuba that I was like not emailing anybody, even <laughs> though in the lonely planet guy there was, and even though, and this is really how stupid I am a few months earlier when I'd been trying to plan the trip at a different time. Uh, I had emailed some people, but I'm like, (laughs) I didn't make any arrangements, so maybe I'll just stop there. Right. But I had a couple, like, um, casas particulares, which is, it's like a bed and breakfast, basically. You
0: stay in people's houses. Yeah. That's what I did.
1: But it's officially, they have a log, they have to report to the government. Oh, yeah, yeah. They take your passport info. but I had a couple in mind and uh, had been warned that there'd be heavy pressure from cab drivers, like, no, I'll take you to my... Uh, bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. You, and you have to be very insistent to go to where you want to go.
0: I just pointed to the uh, one in the book. I just I just oh, <laughs> went yeah. out of the, the Lonely Planet guide. and yeah. said, take me to this one. What and if we stayed at the same one? I don't Do know. Do you remember? I don't know. I, have to, I got the book over there. I have to check it. But the um, I got there, and it was full. Mm-hmm. But they said, oh, there's one right down the street. So I just went like a block over, and there was one there. They're all over the place. Yeah, they're all, all over the place. With this whole
1: sharing economy thing, and this is uh, – uh, Something I've been chomping at the bit to get into. Like, just subtract your smartphone from it, and Cuba's all over it. Every – especially in smaller towns outside of Havana, like, every house might be a Casa casa Particular. Like, they're all ready for you, and they all – They were
0: Airbnb before Airbnb existed. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And and every car, like, because their economy is struggling so much, almost anyone can be, like, a taxi. Like, you can get a ride. You just put up your arm, and not everybody, but, I mean, there's a good chance – Like, I had a couple of rides from people who I'm almost positive weren't regularly cab drivers. They were just like, you know, I need some money and there's a tourist.
0: Yeah. And they're pre-Uber. There you go. Yep. So, um, yeah, I got there and (laughs) I heard through the – well, just recently, now with the the new laws passing, that uh, Airbnb was right on it. Like, they're going to be – I heard that too. They were already, I think, in there. We love our convenience. Which makes sense. Completely makes sense. uh, Let me say, actually, one of the
1: greatest joys of this trip – and it was all tied to my paranoia. Like, first of all, the the appeal of Cuba specifically beyond its music and culture um, it was the taboo. Yeah, it is like, a little, okay. the
0: forbidden fruit. of It's going right there.
1: there on a doorstep, and ninety it's like, miles away. It Doesn't make any sense. You like, you know, I've watched enough movies. Like, I figured I wasn't going to thrown in jail for anything. And <laughs> did a lot of research, and uh, but part of that led me to my paranoia about not leaving any tracks i didn't get online once while i was there i made two phone calls just from one casa particular ahead to the next and that was it and it was so such a pleasure to be unplugged and the fact that airbnb has just jumped in there and uh you know i like airbnb i use it but i I think it um it's just the sign of the huge steamroller that's going to come over them
0: yeah of Um, our culture so uh, people always ask me how did what do you do about your passport? And I tell them, did you have to buy the little uh, visa at the airport in Cancun? They give you a little card. Yeah, it's like a little card with that they the put hologram in the, on it. Yeah, it's and they stamp official. that so they don't they know not to stamp an American's passport. And I don't know whether I think they might do that to everyone's passport,
1: but certainly with Americans. Yeah. yeah. Did
0: you? Uh, <laughs> did you? How old was the car that took you from the airport? <laughs> uh, Mine, I think, was held together with duct tape. It was definitely house <laughs> painted. By, Definitely painted with house paint. Well, um, the one
1: from the airport, I think, um, because I think in America we're told that all of them are like from 1951. However, it was my experience that only like maybe a third or even a little fewer were that old. And then there's a lot of 80s Soviet cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost identical looking. They look like the, like a generic Volvo. Like, yeah. Is the, that the, a trepont
0: No, the, that's the East German They're car. called Muscovite or Muscovy. Yes. Yeah.
1: Which just means a
0: person from Moscow. Yeah, it's like a little crappy Yugo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which I think I did see some Yugos. Yeah,
1: right? I haven't (laughs) seen a Yugo in forever. But in fact, here was I got some great uh, lines from various Cubans, and this one would apply to that. Like Because you're like, how is a Yugo even still functioning? They said, uh, one guy said in Spanish, the greatest cars in the world are American. Uh, The greatest
0: mechanics in the world are Cuban. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) I mean, there were some of these cars that I had no idea how they were still on the road. Yeah. But then others... They're beautiful. though. There was like pristine, like pristine fifties yeah. like, mm-hmm. cars, like gorgeous. Well, they'll trick them out. Like if if anyone
1: has the resources or owns it, runs a garage. Yeah, they'll put a good paint job on it and like make the interior all nice. Or they, they smell very diesel. <laughs> it's that third <third-world laughs> yeah. diesel smell everywhere. Yeah,
0: it's the catalytic converter didn't quite get uh, make it there.
1: They have a few. They have um, <clears throat> some like nineties and even aughts,
0: uh, like Daiwos and other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, not many. This is something I always tell people that uh, one of the most amazing things about Cuba that I found and, and something that we take for granted here because it's such a part of our landscape is advertising everywhere. And that's noticed. one place there's no ads. Nothing. nothing, nothing Only crickets. propaganda.
1: And for every hundred or even more billboards you would see, there's one yeah. inspirational quote from Fidel or Che.
0: I love that. Yeah. There's nothing that said like Sony and, or Coca-Cola. And yeah. Something. I was really glad I got to see that. I would
1: say, even though I'm sure things are already changing, that you there's probably a window now. You know, if you go in the next year or two, you probably would would still see something more or less like that. I mean, they've indicated that they're not going to roll over and become capitalist instantly.
0: No, oh, well, I'm under. I mean, I've been to Vietnam. They're communists. Same kind of thing. It was very easy yeah. to get around as a tourist and mm-hmm. everything like that. I, I can't think it'll be, you know, that much. Are different. they still
1: communist? I mean, do they. Oh, yeah.
0: Sure. Really. So no, They
1: won, you know. no, I, I know, but <laughs> but I know that we make a lot of shirts in their factories. Oh, well, same thing with China.
0: Same thing well, with China. But
1: China, I don't even think of as communist anymore. They have
0: a party, but functionally speaking, they're not communist, right? Well, I mean, they've embraced certain parts of... There's still a one-party system. Is and that what makes communism? That seems no. like a very lame definition. No, there's got to be more than that. But uh, technically, yeah, they are still communist countries. I didn't think... I mean, there was a sense that every so often you know, like in Vietnam, that there'd be little reminders, like a, a much heavier military presence just hanging around. Um, yeah. Ideas of being followed and stuff, which I hear is very... I've never been to mainland China. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong is like any other city. You wouldn't even know. That never was. That's I like China-lite. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's technically China now, but it isn't. Yeah, you know they only know I mean? have 20 years or less experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting going to mainland China. Yeah. But uh, no, I found Vietnam, you know, e- even then, you know, the war's still fresh for a lot of people. But it...
1: I, I say, I mean, to the point where, where you're doing business with huge Western uh, commercial interests and, and making things for them, you are not de facto communist. Like communism... Well, what we learned about communism is that they work cheap.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Communism makes you hungry. And like a lot of them, uh, uh, no, there's different forms of communism. They weren't like full-on Stalin Marxist. Communists, you know. Uh, right, right. Like the Russian Communism was a different form. And then you when I went to Croatia and talked to some of those old people, mm-hmm. like the Yugoslavian Communism was a different form than, say, the Russians. You know, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. More paprika. We, yeah, we kind of yeah. paint everybody with one brush. It's like, no, there's different forms of it. Well, just as our... There's uh, different forms of democracy. And some are a little more socialist than others. And yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the non-advertising was great. Yeah, I it was great. It. I loved it. And uh,
1: what would, I forget what the brand of cola was that you could get there. You, the only Coke you could get if you really needed it. Yeah, it was like a, a state-run... No, a Mexican Coke.
0: You'd oh, right. You imported the from sugar. Mexico.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm already forgetting the name. But anyway, it was all right. <laughs> oh, I, it was um, It was called Tucola. Cola. Okay. T-U. And it was... Uh, someone warned me that it would uh, give you the runs, but it, it did not have that effect.
0: Oh, because it's made with water from Cuba or I something? I
1: guess. I did eventually suffer that affliction. Oh, did you? Which I don't normally do. I think I was brushing my teeth with the tap water. That's Uh, the mistake.
0: So how long were you there total? Two weeks.
1: Two weeks. That's a lot. I was only there three days in Havana. I planned, I mean, in answer to your question before, did I have any specific reservations anywhere? I did not. But I did have like a day-to-day planned out thing on my own. So how many days in Havana and then where did you go from there? It was like two days in Havana and then we came back to there uh, early and then at the very end. So it's two days in Havana, and we stayed in Havana Vieja, which is old Havana. Yeah. Very picturesque and historic and fortresses and stuff. And then uh, we went to a place about 90 miles west called Las Terrazas, the terraces. You ever hear of that place? No. <clears throat> it was uh, built in 1968 as an eco-village. They were testing out, like, ecologically sustainable practices, farming techniques, and... Um, so There's the hippies a, even made it to Cuba. I guess so. Yeah,
0: <laughs> some Black Panthers maybe founded it. Well, when you're an island too, you you have a lot of uh, vested interest in being self-sufficient. And trying totally. To, yeah, and you can feel it actually.
1: When I like America feels huge and looming and very all too close, mm-hmm. uh, and you feel the finiteness of the island. Um, in fact, uh, anyway, Las Tarasas is about to start talking about the movie Che.
0: Oh. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not the one that Steven Soderbergh did, but the one where oh, Jack no. Palance came out in 1969. Didn't know that one. It's not available on video, but Omar Sharif, who played Che in it, oh. just died. Yes. And so they showed it on TV, and I just looked it up, and there was it wasn't on video. How che, was it? <laughs> well, laughable, really. <laughs> like, a Hollywood film about Che is going to paint a good picture? No. I mean, they, they were kind of favorable of him. But they were—they um, made Jack Palance look like a total moron. Who was he? He was Fidel. Fidel. Oh, yeah, and he's like, "Che, I need your advice. <laughs> How can we run this revolution?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's very weird. Like, I think he purposely damned the role because he didn't like it. Well, Palance was always weird. He was weird, weird guy. Yeah, but it's kind <laughs> of worth see seeing. that now. Yeah. Uh, so the terraces. It was really cool. They have these um, natural, uh, like um, watering holes, like you can lounge around in swimming holes, I guess you call them, and uh, waterfalls, and these cabins you could stay in outside. And the, the torrential storm happened. It was way away from any town, and my girlfriend and I wanted some dinner, and we sort of put everything off till just after because we were down in the water park area, our cabin. There was no restaurant there, mm-hmm. so. The workers worked at a hotel like two kilometers up the hill through the woods, and it was pouring rain, and they said, we'll give you a ride, and you just pay one of our locals to bring you back as a taxi ride. And it was this crazy like Mr. Toad's Wild ride <laughs> <laughs> through these muddy mountain roads and dropping off each worker. And we passed right by the restaurant. I think they were like snubbing the capitalists because they were. They then dropped off all 30 workers and circled back around to the hotel when they could have just dropped us off. <laughs>
0: Uh, Showed you where you stood Yes So, and you even uh, sported Now, were you sporting the uh, Fidel beard when you were there? I did, I did (laughs) Uh, Thank you, good description um, It's kind of a Fidel beard You gotta let it go a little more
1: It was fluffier when I was there I let it go more And in fact, uh, I went as Fidel last Christmas uh, Last uh, Halloween, not Christmas (laughs) Uh, And I wore a Che t-shirt I
0: thought that would be kind of cute but palance as <laughs> <laughs> omar, omar 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 yeah. mm-hmm. did uh so the other thing that people freak out about not freak out about the find that I found really interesting was the uh, the two forms of money yes like the the tourists get there's the convertible peso which yeah. a tour, which is pegged one to one of the dollar yeah and then what the locals get which is the local which is worth the nothing. national yeah, yeah. And it's a way, it's almost kind of like rationing and food stamps, the way I kind of figured it out. It's- and, like, giving them nothing to get off the island with. I mean, Yes. It's
1: a way of controlling how much they get. In fact, it's kind of weird because people seemed happy and everything, but um, I-, I remember reading that the numbers in the year or even two preceding my visit in the fall of 2014 were really high of, of people trying to escape and get to the U.S.
0: Did you ever convert any of those uh, convertible pesos to the local? National? I once in a
1: while wound up with them, yeah, because I rode a couple local buses. I ate at like little tiny lunch counters sometimes, and they just wouldn't have, you know, they give me change in that. Yeah, I tried not to accumulate too many of them, but uh, what is it? Because like you can't use them in most of the places where tourists would go, right? I mean, I think I mean no one would say no; they wouldn't like not accept that money from me, but uh, yeah, because I wasn't going to resorts and stuff. I really in some ways I didn't see what a tourist might want to see. Like the, f- the finest resorts are all like on the North shore facing Florida. Mm-hmm. And I didn't
0: go there cause I, uh, it's not really my favorite kind of traveling. If you changed it, how many to one convertible peso, how many nacional? I don't remember. It was so, I did it so little, it wasn't, it wasn't into the thousands or something, or was it?
1: Uh, let me remember. Okay. Uh, this one time, I was at a bus stop waiting for a bus that was going to come in like an hour. And there was a fruit stand, and my girlfriend and I were just super hungry. And this guy had bananas, which they call a, a, a bunch of them is called a mano, a hand of bananas. <laughs> and uh, the guy said 50. And I was like, Are you kidding? And he meant 50 pesos, like 50 of their cents, meaning like I think it was like 19 cents or something for all five. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember the converter. And you're haggling. Oh, yeah, it's insane. I, I fought for a second and I went, "Wait, do you mean this or that currency?" And he was like, "No, of course, because <laughs> no one buys bananas in the foreigner currency." You know? Oh, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, um, when people ask, well, I'll ask it now. You like a typical night of staying somewhere in somebody's house, a casa particular. Mm-hmm. How much was it? Uh, typically like average like thirty bucks, maybe. Was it that high? Maybe I can't was- remember what I paid. I was hoping you would remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was you no. Know, was
1: probably less. It was probably like twenty. Uh, I mean, but we we were a couple also, so it might have been a little
0: more. Okay. Um, now give me the oddest story. In uh, of what was the weirdest place you stayed? Now we were staying with families, like that. We give you a room, yeah, and their fo- their whole family's there. Kids, grandma, well, the least pleasant everybody.
1: one, the least pleasant, and it's unfortunate because like I became friendly with a lot of these uh, hosts. And uh, one, this doctor really thought he was doing us a solid by recommending us this place. And uh, we stayed one night and we were like out the next day. And uh, we it was in Playa Hiron, which is Hiron Beach, which is on the Bay of Pigs and is closest to where the uh, invasion happened. Um, we stayed to this woman who was nice enough. But it was like a small house. Like a lot of them, you'll have like a separate, you know, you're upstairs or far, you have some privacy and stuff. Yeah. We were like off of her living room while her uh, apparently deaf father listened <laughs> to loud television, really loud. Yeah. The food they cooked wasn't very good. Uh, she had a crying baby and a yapping dog. And it was just like, oh man, is it close quarters? And I think she didn't even have air conditioning, which you don't stop sweating there. Yeah. I don't know if you did. In April, because it's nicer. I it was would, still warm. Yeah. It was still warm. September's like peak hurricane season, really hot. Really oh, yeah, starting. you win the,
0: yeah, the toughest time of year.
1: And I almost didn't. I did a lot of research and people were like, well, the chances are still low. I mean, it could happen, but the government will like move you to a different part of the island and pay for it and stuff. And
0: for If a hurricane happened?
1: Yeah. The tour, they're like, they look after their tourists, I guess. So, how well, capitalist
0: good. of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they bring in a lot of money and they're not making yeah. it in a lot of other ways. Yeah, you know that was the one thing that's really striking. You know, I've been to a lot of poor countries and mm-hmm. stuff, and then it was poor. Yeah, and the people do the best with what they have. Yeah. but they don't have a lot. You they know, and even in compared to a lot of Latin American countries, mm-hmm. it's uh they're poor. And so you look at the policy, yeah. and you're going, well, the people are still poor. Yeah, Castro's still in power. Yeah, well, who won here? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, well, maybe it's, it is time to find a new. Yes, it is a yeah, new way. Well, <laughs> you know? It's strange though. Like um, they they are
1: poor, especially to American eyes. But I think like I didn't
0: see any homeless people there.
1: Oh I no, didn't. well people are getting a travel. home.
0: That's one thing communism does. I mean, you can give yeah, a home. We don't do that. No, we throw people on the street. We do, and this that, city is littered. You know, Los Angeles and growing. Yeah, and I've growing. said this before. You know, I I dated uh, a girl from New Zealand, and she came mm-hmm. out here and. It's such a part of our landscape now. Yeah. We don't notice that every, there's people sleeping in every doorway yeah. here. Yeah. And, and she said, like, how do you let this happen? I go, yeah, boy. Yeah, we just I, do. We just do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the one thing in communist countries is what they said. They were always taught that capitalism was cruel. Yeah. And in ways it is, you know, well, when you...
1: I guess, yeah. And and what we don't have uh, with our, our American eyes is, is context, like something to compare it to. And I got a yeah. little glimpse of that. Um, in the uh, museum dedicated to uh, telling a story of the Bay of Pigs invasion Yeah, I was going to ask you if there was some kind of
0: monument or It's something. incredible,
1: really interesting museum It's uh, at the Bay of Pigs It's at the Bay okay. of Pigs in this little town called Playa Hiron very, There's no large town there, it's all very small But that <clears throat> is a coal mining area And sure enough, coal miners tend to be underfunded and poor and shoeless there too And uh, we basically invaded like West Virginia or... Alabama, like, of Cuba, but the the poorest, least literate, and probably most thankful for the, you know, communism people in the country who already were like, hey, they're teaching us to read,
0: like... Oh yeah, and so like the contrast it was created to benefit the poor. Yeah, you know, to, to, they all get school for free. They all, if they want to go to university, yeah, like all I, free. Your healthcare—it's never for the rich. <laughs> you know, the rich are fine. <laughs> they don't need government. That's why they try to shrink it. All exactly. The time. <laughs> well, that's no one
1: should be in power for sixty years. That's insane. But that is. But um, but I my impression was that overall the gains like had been substantial and like one of my hosts you know even the, the existence of these casas particulares is, is a sign of capitalism coming in it's peop- one guy was a doctor so already presumably a person doing all right in their society an educated man um and he's making an extra buck by renting out his place and uh and he personally guided us to a few places and um i just feel like as soon as capitalism is in full swing there again, the, the rich and poor are going to separate so much. Like, yeah. And it's an
0: equalizer, the communism. I, yeah. That's what I mean. It's the, the idea of it, you know, is that we're all at this level. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the level is down low. So you know, we're, So yeah. we're all even down here. Yeah. It's never like, we're even, oh, uh, we're all doing great. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> nope, we're all the same, but we don't have much. Yeah. And that's the that's the tough part of it. But yes, you are pretty equal (laughs) you know the doc that's why you don't usually talk about work you know Uh and a lot of socialist societies too you know it's a very american thing when i go around the world and and americans are notorious for within five seconds of meeting someone yes what do you do yeah yeah. what do you do Uh and there it's you know even in italy or someplace like that it's just like the doctor's not making that much more than the guy who works in the factory so it's just like it's not like a Measuring stick. Mm-hmm. It's like we got tons of other stuff to talk about Yeah, as people, you know, than work. Absolutely. And we talk about work a lot. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I found really interesting is um, you would go there and did you, especially in, oh, well, I was only in Havana, but the old hotels uh-huh. and knowing, because I had uncles from New Jersey back in the 50s uh-huh. who used to go down. It was Vegas. It was, yeah. it was insane yeah. down there. And uh, just looking at these faded hotels that are still, I think, in business, but yeah. not many people were in them. Did you go to the Riviera Hotel? It's just this amazing '50s Art Deco thing, like, and the original furniture. It's all vintage, perfect. Wow. It's never. It's like, but the carpet's kind of worn, and they- the paint's faded. But it's just like a movie set. It was really amazing.
1: Well, they do also still have – they or not still. They also have some like five-star ultra-modern hotels, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Um, yeah, in that district of the old hotels and new ones in Havana, uh, there was a jazz club that was really good that we went to. And we were hungry and we stopped for a bite in this hotel bar restaurant. I'm like, oh my god, their prices are like Miami prices and the the decor is all like it just felt like I was in America all of a sudden, right, and i other than like that moment made me wish that I had, had that not moment, gone there no no, no <laughs> yes, well, I kind of wish I'd stayed in a hotel just to experience it once. They're all government owned, yeah, but generally, I'm glad that I stayed only in the other you know in the
0: b and b s okay, what was the best uh casa particular you stayed in oh right, I told what you what was the worst one uh that was the worst one.
1: one like in terms of the place? Or the whole yeah, experience.
0: that you just had the best time, the whole experience, the people were great, the, the well, setup was good.
1: The last one we stayed in, we were only, we only got to sleep for like four hours. Unfortunately, our flight was super early. It was really beautiful, this stately old uh, kind of Victorian home in, near, kind of near the airport. Um, I don't know. The people affected it very much. There was this one guy uh, named Eddie. And he was—it's so weird because I was looking in the Lonely Planet guide and had just chosen one across the street, and we see this guy walking his dogs, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I can tell you where that one is, um, but I'm also—I run and I." What are the odds? Turns out he's Eddie, and I just read his description <laughs> and how great a guy he was. He was so great.
0: Yeah, this was oh, after he was Las in the book. Sarasas.
1: Yeah, he was in the book, and um, Claudia was just getting sick after mm. Las because we'd been in the rain in this weird little hut. And um, So you got malaria and you're traveling around uh, Yeah, yes, exactly And um, Eddie Eddie was great, and he was a cigar aficionado He could talk for hours and have an interesting conversation He drove me to find medicine for her when she was sick Oh, what a great guy He shouted to his friend who owned the restaurant down the street Like, hey, you have chicken soup? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how was your Does your girlfriend speak any Spanish? No, but she had a phrase She speaks none she,
1: but she had a phrase book and she was determined in a very game and, and brave way to try. So the very first morning we wake up at the first Casa Particular in, in Old Town and she like picks out a phrase and it means, I would like to see some opera. <laughs> I would like to see some opera. And the, the dueña, the owner is like, hmm. And she doesn't speak any English. She says, uh, well, let me look. I, I think I have a list of cultural exhibits. She brings out this thing that we never would have found. It was a list of like, highbrow culture events happening in Havana. Because yeah. I
0: remember there was that one big opera house, there, I think. Isn't there? Yeah, there's... I, I, I remember seeing one, that. yeah. I'm sure you're, you're right. It stands out in the, in the square because it's like, it, oh. it doesn't look like the surrounding buildings. It's, it's in a real gothic kind of style, I think. Well, uh, we didn't wind up going to an opera. I didn't see that.
1: But, um, but what we did find is, was there was a little funky church that was probably like 400 years old that was having a Baroque string concert that evening for free and uh yes music is for the people yeah exactly and it was there's a big cultural divide these were all extremely european descended looking people very white people yeah and uh but it was beautiful like they were they were great and there was like 60s or 70s stained glass in the windows of the church so it was a sort of mix of styles
0: okay so you went up there you went by the bay of pigs and did you basically do a lap around? We did a loop the around like <clears throat> island. Havana is like
1: a th- if you it's it's basically a horizontal island. It's like a line mm-hmm. almost, or a big Z or something. But it's in like two thirds to the west. It's closest to the western third. Yeah. We went to about the halfway point east of the island to Santa Clara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can at- kind of picture it, I guess it's like a big crescent almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the map, folks. So Havana which is almost at the closest point to Florida. Then we went east to a place after Las Terrasas, which is very close. Went back to Havana. Then we went to Santa Clara, which is a college town. It's sort of where there's not much to see, but it's known as an avant-garde. Like, this is where students are kind of fomenting. Kind
0: of the arty-farty. Uh...
1: Yeah. It was real quiet, but it was, it was kind of cool. We just stayed there one night. It's the boulder of uh, Cuba. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, a swampy boulder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that place is weird. They had a... Uh, my, my girlfriend is from Florida, and she was convinced. She's like, there's got to be drag shows. And I don't know why she wanted to see them, but she's like, uh, pictured
0: that every Cuban man was going to be a, a drag queen. <laughs> not really. But, uh, <laughs> no, and, it's like, hon, you're thinking of uh, South Beach. This is not. <laughs> uh, that's Miami. Those are the Miami Cubans. Exactly. They all, yes, there was one festive raft. Well, there's certainly vice there if you, if you want it. I mean, there's I'm a sure. lot of sex tourism mm-hmm. and stuff. I remember being a guy, you probably didn't get, Approached as much because you were with a woman
1: walking she the street. You got a lot of unwanted attention. Okay. Did you, you got approached because you were by Yeah. Approached.
0: I mean, uh-huh. getting offers, you know, the, yeah. between the women and uh, the guys offering women to me. A uh-huh. um, lot of that. Yeah. And especially in Havana, there was like packs of German dudes walking around. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just <laughs> a lot of that, you know, yeah. very, it uh, reminded me of uh, Brazil in a way. It's every poor economy. I mean, oh, yeah. There's always there. Uh, Brazil. Yeah. Colombia gets a big one yeah. and all through central and of course thailand and stuff but yeah yeah Costa rica et yeah yeah so There's there was no a little country. bit of that yeah um
1: i didn't spot that so much i mean but like you said i'm trying to think if i even ever got anything that looked like that but i don't think so
0: yeah it was it was out there
1: oh no no no! i did once i was on a walk by myself see yeah and the girl basically propositioned me right on the street i'm like sorry next time
0: <laughs> next time <laughs> There won't be a next time Manana Yeah So okay So you're, you went around You oh, went to this hip college
1: town Yeah. Oh and uh, the reason I bring up the, the, the drag thing Is because they had In the guidebook The Lonely Planet book They said the one place That there's a sanctioned drag show Is one night a week There's this weird Kind of artsy music club I forget It's the, it's the guy's name He's a little older And he like Each night is a different like night and we were hoping we wandered over to it we were kind of tired but um it turned out it was heavy metal night (laughs) oh boy and they were playing like speed metal when i showed up i'm like i don't even want to be here then they changed to acdc because it's all metal to them yeah (laughs) right right and then (laughs) these couple of guys sidled up to us and then this super drunk guy who turned out to be the owner Mm. came up to us and then the word hinetero. did you run into any of those hustlers basically oh okay these two guys were, like, really a little too greasy and a little too interested in everything Claudia was saying. Came up, and the other kids warned us away from them. Anyway. And uh, uh,
0: that's it? That's the end of your story? That's a lame story. <laughs> uh, two hustlers came up well, to you and then, to talk, then and so, went away.
1: I, what, what happened was, like there were shifting alliances. I didn't know who to trust. Yeah. Cause there's like slick guys all around talking to your girlfriend. And stuff. What were they offering? Were they trying to sell you
0: something? They with, just
1: was... wanted us to buy them drinks or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. They wanted us to follow them outside in the park. And Ooh. but so did the other kids They're like, we're going to go outside with our guitar and play some songs. And I'm mm. like, I don't know if I want to go with any of you. I think I just kind of <laughs> want to get out of here. Other than that, any other
0: scary instances at any point? Uh,
1: Well, I mean, we, you, there's, it's, everything is so informal. Like every, we were, you know, lounging in those pools at Las Sarasas and this guy kind of walks up and, you know, he's got a cowboy hat on and uh, he says, you guys like horseback riding? And he sort of, you know, pushes us into some horseback riding the next day. Uh, then later on we're at the uh, Bay of Pigs, this guy kind of not pressures, but, you know, offers us. People are, like, offering you things to do. This is a snorkeling trip. So you're putting yourself in someone's hands. Like, yeah. I'm going to drive in your uncle's 1951, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> Hudson, Hudson. Uh, which is, sounds like a uh, uh, machine gun is, <laughs> instead of
0: an engine, and uh, and then we're taking the Hudson or the Desoto. <laughs> so, did you like? Do you spend your days? What was a typical day for you? Are you like beach people, or do you active stuff, or museums beach, and things like?
1: Yeah, well, the cities were for museums, but we tried to. I liked. I like um, trying to get out and hike and see stuff and like. Because 2 uh, weeks is a lot of time. You can do a lot on an island in 2 weeks. We did. We did. We went certainly we did a lot of hiking and some swimming in Las Terrasas. We did that horseback trip and we saw this old plantation, sugar plantation. It was beautiful and interesting and um Santa Clara was mainly just walking around the town. Trinidad was celebrating its 500th anniversary, which is that's pretty that's about as old as any European settled town can be yeah. in our hemisphere.
0: And what happened, Was there, like, uh, bands and a and like parade was, or something?
1: No, we weren't there for a parade, but it was... Um, man, the cobblestone streets, I think they could kiss those goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> when you're being dragged over it on, your, uh, on a pedicab. Oh. oh, as soon as you leave Havana, it's interesting, cars become like they shift into the background of transportation options. There's pedicabs and horse-drawn things everywhere. Okay, now how were you
0: getting from town to town? Did you, did you <clears throat> bus is, it?
1: Yes, it probably would have been a lot harder maybe like 10 years ago, but they have something called Via azul, uh which is a com- combination of the words via, way, and azul, which is blue. These little blue buses, they seat maybe 30, they have air conditioning, they sometimes show some low-budget Cuban movies, and uh, they're good. They're mainly like on schedule and they take you from city to city.
0: So this is like, it's not like you can get a pass and hop on, hop off, or do you, each time you pay? You just pay. Okay. What was the longest bus ride you had to endure? Uh,
1: I think we did like a nine hour one. Ooh. I mean, that eastern half of the island, if we'd had like three more days, we could have done it, but it's so far, and the roads are pretty bumpy too. It's kind of a pain.
0: Did you get as far as Guantanamo Bay? Guantanamo, no, I did not. That's like the far far tip, Yeah. Uh, one thing I've heard about this, and I've, I've always wanted to check it out myself because I'm a diver, mm-hmm. um, if I go back, I want to get out of the cities and into the shores, because uh-huh. I heard the fact that Americans haven't gone there and overrun it, that a lot of the reefs are still protected and in good shape. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no,
1: I had good snorkeling. I did snorkeling in uh, Bay of Pigs, and it was beautiful. I went, we went two days in a row, actually. Um, and I saw, like, a sunken boat. And oh, wow. the coral was in really good shape, and, there, you know, we saw a lot of fish. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, I love snorkeling. And the water is very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very polluted place, interestingly. I think partly because, you know, so few people can afford cars.
0: Yeah. Um, and industry hasn't moved in and just kind of... Right. ...raped it. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? <laughs> we uh, We hiked... Some, we did a fair amount of out- outdoors things. We hiked. Uh, we a couple of times got like uh, drivers to take us to these waterfalls that would be nearby. Yeah, we would uh, – just like red – deep red mud, muddy cliffs and you got to walk down and uh, really cold springs that you can uh, swim in. And
0: Okay. Now, things that you would do differently if you were going to go now, knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? I would try a hotel. Okay. And maybe even – like
1: make sure to do it like in a couple of places just to have like elevate the luxury level a little bit especially that place you know but I I wouldn't say don't take recommendations I went to that one uh, homestay that I didn't like that much based on a guy's recommendation but I still trusted the guy and I don't think I was wrong to do so it was like just unfortunate and sometimes those really work out they do yeah yeah and that guy had gone out of his way this doctor who recommended her he like personally took us to I was like there's this religion called Santeria, which is, yeah. like, kind of related to voodoo. It's like an African interpretation of saints. But instead, they take saints that most pertain to their African gods and plug them in. And it's fascinating. And he took us to, like, an extra little town and a place – and a, and we went into a Santeria, like, fraternal order place that you know, most tourists don't get to go to. And, like – want to do differently anyway my, my point is he gave us a lot of good tips um i would have maybe just left a little more time we didn't get to that baseball game it got rained out on our yes that's night. what i'm
0: gonna ask you just uh, yeah. yeah that's the one thing i didn't get to do either yeah and i really wanted to see a baseball game what does what do they the i saw people, a little on tv Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, so did I. I saw some... It was the playoffs when I was there because it was a spring. Uh Uh-huh. But the big town or the big team in Havana that was like the Yankees of Cuba...
1: Yeah, they have two teams.
0: Yeah, didn't make it. They didn't make the playoffs that year for the first time and God knows when. So there was nobody (laughs) playing in town. I was kind of pissed. But uh, yeah, I mean, but you hear about things like, I guess... uh, because there's just not a lot of money there. Yeah. So like a ball flies into the stands, you have to throw it back because they're they would run out of balls. <laughs> you can't keep the ball, you know, as a souvenir, you know. Um Well what was the one thing that like I'm sorry, I just wanted to I didn't no, mean to oh, cut you off the way, there.
1: No, the two the there are two teams and yes, one is like the Yankees and like New York, I mean there are many teams but but Havana has two. The crappy team from Havana is called the Mets. <laughs> They're Los the Metropolitanos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony! Uh huh. Um, what was the one thing that people asked you all the time about America and hmm. where you're from? What was the most common question you would get? I don't know. I don't feel like there was a consistent uh, anything about
1: politics or uh, they were they were talk They were concerned about the the Cuban American relationship. They, they, they were like many people were like we should be friends. Uh, you know the embargo should be over. You guys should be able to come here freely, and and they, they wanted to come. Actually, a lot of them had relatives that they were in contact with. You know, like not distant relatives, like a sister, or you know,
0: oh yeah, in Miami,
1: yeah, yeah. and a few further, but yeah, a lot of Miami.
0: But did, isn't there like a radio? Is a was a radio Marti? Mm. Is that, is that broadcast out of Miami? I think is it? Uh, I think what it is? And they try to send it mm-hmm. into Cuba. And stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, what kind of media do they have? Well, there's TV, which I didn't
1: watch much of, but I did catch... And it was actually that old man with the poor hearing at that house that I...
0: Yeah. You saw a little
1: baseball. Yeah, baseball, they don't have any whoosh, no no graphics like we do. And not (laughs) even any station ID in the corner. It's just like, you know there's only two stations here, whatever it is. Right, one and two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is kind of cool. It's like, yeah. Media, CDs, a lot of people selling CDs everywhere. Um, I guess radio. It sounded, their music, I heard in the streets a lot of like... I mean, I Taylor a Swift, of, a
0: lot of Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you could hear that they were influenced by American trends or were inter,
0: interchanging. Right. Uh, yeah, no Taylor Swift, though. Didn't hear any American music. No American music. I don't think so. But that stuff doesn't leave you a lot. how about European music?
1: No, I think it was all pretty much... All human. local, huh?
0: Yeah. But the good thing—they're good musicians.
1: They are, man. I heard a great. I had. I heard many different great types of music. I heard uh, this like campesino, this like um, like sugar plantation farmer music. That's basically just like these sad guitar songs. I heard some modern jazz that was excellent. I heard a lot of like uh, nightclub singers. This one ancient guy in a guayabera, you know, the dress shirt that they have, yep. with the sort of stitching down the sides. We're looking at ten at night on a Sunday, and I can't believe we found a restaurant in in uh, Trinidad that was open. We did, and this old guy is singing. He looks like, you know, Ricardo Montalban or something. And uh, he comes over to us and charms the pants off my girlfriend with his, uh, you know, saying how lovely she is. And then he sings (laughs) "Besa Me Mucho," and he finds a perfect corner in the restaurant to, so his voice kind of reverberates. Oh, he's done this before. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he has a cane, but he looks very stately. And then he has an equally old friend who plays a piano. And he does a few, uh, you know, they do Me Mucho and sure. Somewhere Over the Rainbow.
0: Oh, that's great. Probably. Yeah. So if you, did your girlfriend like it as much as you did? I mean, were you both on board at the same time? Or did she get a little tired at the end? Yeah, she got a little tired. She didn't travel as much as I do. But uh, her
1: experience was different in that... Men were leering and mm. making suggestive faces at her every moment that my back was turned. Apparently, she's like, I can't get over this, you know? And I would be like, what, what? And I would always miss it. Right. <laughs> Although once at a bus station, uh, a guy with uh, some salt in his pepper in his hair comes up, put his foot on the, uh, on the bench across from us and makes small talk, but it's much more directed at her. And he's like, uh, so, uh, is this your daughter? And <laughs> You've you've met my
0: girlfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't look that radical. No, no. She's no. pretty young looking. She's young looking. She she's small. She right? is small. And she yeah, she does look younger than you, but certainly not
1: your daughter. Yeah. I said, well, maybe you don't understand this, but in our country we don't reproduce at the age of six. <laughs> so No, 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 I didn't say it. I said yes, and I tongued her right in front of him. <laughs> Oh my daughter.
0: Mm. Dios mío. <laughs> um so so, to get into like kind of wrapping it up, what would, your, what would you say was the biggest surprise that you, that was different than your expectations? Uh. If there were like surprises, I mean.
1: Well, I mean, I've been to other former communist countries, I've been in Mozambique and some other places. Mm-hmm. Uh.
0: I'm, only, I'm kind of surprised that Fidel is still alive. In a way, like that's <laughs> yeah. way I'm like, when, when I, I was there. Even when I was there in '11, there was rumors that he wasn't anymore. Like you know, oh, we haven't seen a picture of him in a while. Americans it, say that. Yeah, you heard that from Cubans. No were Cubans No, no, were saying no. That Americans would saying that because uh, we hadn't. Yeah, seen him. No, but I think we did meet some people that were like, eh, uh-huh. they kind of believed that he was still alive because hmm. they hadn't seen him in a while. But now, recently, a uh, a picture just showed up. He was. He's 80-something, right? He's 88, I think, or yeah. so. Yeah.
1: 89? Boy,
0: yeah. I was
1: um, I was surprised to meet a couple of Cubans who had been to the U.S. Really? Musicians. Oh, okay. Who had toured. They'd been able to get away and come back. And that surprised me quite a bit, actually. I didn't think that, that, that there was much of that.
0: Did they ask you any baseball questions? No, no. Uh, Did you give away anything? Like, some people go there. Like, uh, we saw some Americans giving away, like pens you know the oh. kids in the streets or um, in
1: the book in the lonely planet book they, they advise they're like bring a few
0: like common yeah. things that you wouldn't you know baseballs a friend of mine gave away baseballs and <sighs> i meant like, to some dodger paraphernalia he gave away and they, they loved it
1: i don't think i really gave anything away i feel like a, a jerk now yeah uh, i asshole. certainly could have boy i have like a drawer full of random pens that i just find places <laughs> America, land of many pens
0: <laughs> i would kill for a pen Shay. <laughs> trying to do Jack Palance.
1: Jay, how can we get pens for the revolution?
0: <laughs> um, where do you see, like, just in your two week thing, mm-hmm. and now that the law passed, and mm-hmm. where do you think, where do you see things headed? Well, down the line. Down the line. Well, I was heartened that, I mean, they've already,
1: it's been over 20 years since the, Soviets stopped giving the money, which is they were desperate. Yeah, I actually first considered going there in 1993 and was told by a couple of people that would have been the drop-dead worst possible time because oh, they were two pl- years out of any Soviet recession. Like the, yeah. You couldn't go anywhere. It would probably be unsafe, you know. Um, so they've come a long way towards, you know, being more economically in line with how the rest of the world works, I guess. But um, does Russia still give them money? No, I don't think so. Nothing, huh? Which, they what about get China? Somewhere. What about rich old China, the second largest economy in the world? Like, I went to a Chinatown. Oh, when, the, when we got rained out of that baseball game our last night in Havana, we went to the Chinatown of Havana. <laughs> and I did not see a single Chinese person, even though they're the only other big
0: communist country that's around. Yeah. Um, uh, Venezuela, I think, is buddy-buddy uh, with them, or that guy. That's true. That's true. Um, but their economy's hurting as well. Yes. Um, so, Yeah. But Times are tough all over. I I think
1: – I don't know. I'm heartened. I think that they're, they're not going to let us steamroll their way of life immediately. I think China has sort of and, – and Vietnam, for that matter, have shown that you don't have to totally give up the communist – some of the communist goals in order to do business with other yeah. countries. So they might – Might keep some some things in place.
0: Yeah, there's a little, uh, but a a little free
1: market, a little free market maybe could help them. We're so close to them. I think the internet is going to really instantly change things. Internet is a huge
0: thing. Yeah, internet's a huge thing. So, I mean, anywhere else, if they were landlocked, if they were not an island, if they would have gotten in there, yeah, Yeah, it would have gotten in there already. And that changes once those kids can see the world out there. Yeah, it's tough to keep them down. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's what happened with Russia. It's like. I think the MTV beat them more than anything, anything we did. I don't think... <laughs> you know, rock and roll, Little it sneaks in there with music, yeah, cultural things, yeah. and then the youth kind of jump on it. And, because a lot of the people, the younger people now, they don't remember the times before the revolution, you yeah. know, and, and all that corruption. Yeah. And how they were all getting screwed and that kind of thing. So, you know, and, and they're dying out, those people. Yeah. So the younger ones, maybe not...
1: It's a trade-off, you know. I I don't want to like be wistful already for these communist days, but I I do think there's a trade-off. They're going to yeah. lose some things that are pretty good, a kind of innocence in a way. the uh, the The barrage of the internet and and the many other forms of entertainment we have is almost numbing. I think, like in a way, I've not been more present in a place. And who knows it was because Cuba was so interesting to me or because I
0: couldn't get on my phone and... Yeah, also not looking
1: at your phone and... It was, but I was very like here and
0: now. You're taking it all in. Yeah. Yeah, I always say when I travel, I'm never more in the moment than when I'm traveling. True. And I'm never more appreciative of what I have than when I'm away. True. And when I'm here, I think about what I don't have. You know what I mean? When yeah. you're gone, you think about all you do have. So maybe we should just travel. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> so, uh, what are? How has this changed you? You think as a, I don't know, as a traveler, as a person, seeing this, and hmm. do you look at your life different way coming back from something like this? I mean, I lead a pretty bohemian lifestyle. I, I, I
1: you know, I don't put too much stock in my possessions, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh, envious of your own. You, you got a great plan here.
0: Travel and make a show about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um but watch for making a money on show it, from Steve. M- yeah, making money on it is the hard part. Right. That's the hard thing. Yes. That being said, folks, uh hit a donation button. <laughs> yeah, do it. I don't have a donation button. I keep saying I gotta get one. Yeah, you do. Yeah. People like to support the shows they like. God, that'd yeah. be nice. That'd and be this, nice. if you
1: could see the squalor, Mike Listen. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just Tossing a rat off my lap
0: right as we. I'm speak. on the nacional. I'm not even, <laughs> even have the convertible peso. You need a cook. That's what the convertible. <laughs> well, if it opens up, the one thing we will get, and what American wants most of them are the uh, baseball players. Baseball players, cigars. Rum. I brought some of those back. You did. Yeah. Now how uh, they were good. I did don't you even have to sneak them cigars. back through customs? Did you? Did you I shove them I deep in your bag. I thought I did. I didn't need to
1: take all the rings off of them and throw away the awesome little slidy wooden box that said HO in Cuba.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that it. step of coming from Mexico yeah. uh, takes a lot of the heat off it. I mean, I think direct flights yeah. back into the U.S., maybe they'd be more suspicious of. But if you're bringing back a handful of, who gives a shit? What are they going to throw you in They're jail? They're
1: good cigars, man. Even if you, don't, if, you, if you ever smoke anything, you might kind of enjoy it. How know. many did you bring back? A box of thirty, I think. Okay, I think twenty-five left. Did you go to a factory there and see? I other? didn't. Um, this was a we were, I, we were constantly approached by people. In fact, they were like, "Don't go there; it's touristy." I'm like, "I'm a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been here." Uh, they're like, "Come with us. Buy us lunch." Again, yeah. then come over here. My cousin works at the cigar factory. He has cheaper than you get in any store. And I was like, "Okay, fine." Right. And I was told that it was quite a good deal by other people who I met later on. So.
0: Man, it'd Whatever. It'd be, be great to have a local, though.
1: Yeah. You know, all, like anywhere. You know, yeah. it's so much different having a local with you Well, that I'm, you trust. I you think know. I'm going to stay in touch with those people. I still haven't sent an email since the whole Obama thing. I've been thinking about it, but there are a couple of. How can you send them an email? I mean. They, you can. In fact, in the Lonely Planet Guide, there are email addresses to some of those Casa Particular
0: owners. So they are getting the internet.
1: They are, yes. Or they don't it? have Wi Fi. Okay. In almost any place. And I think the government controls the sites like, are blocked.
0: What web pages they see. Yeah, but email yeah, is. Like, email. There's no Facebook or anything. Yeah. That's the same in China though, they blocked that. Yeah. Man, that's gotta be Did you see the onion article about uh, that where the,
1: the no. Ch- Chinese grateful that they're how limited their internet is? <laughs> God, how much time I
0: would waste if I could see more. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and true <laughs> so did you you're not a are you, did you have the rum or were you you're not that big a drinker or are you i drink a bit and I, yeah i drank i drank the rum it was good it's good stuff
1: uh drank the beer although it was nothing particularly amazing yeah but the rum was good Hmm. um although i don't I, I don't know enough about rum to say like that was great rum Hmm.
0: but there was all right rum did you do the uh, like hemingway stuff in Havana no. It's kind of hard to walk by, You know Just well, like yeah, oh there's there a the
1: thing There was a bar That was I don't know if we had a drink there Home uh, of the
0: Daiquiri The F- El Floridita
1: Yeah 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 But um, there's also like A little island On the north shore Near Matanzas That uh, yeah. I don't know I didn't go there. there are many places though Where there's some claim To a connection to him
0: Yeah there's the old man In the sea hotel I think mm-hmm. And uh, yeah he, That guy got around Yeah <laughs> and It's not that big an island No Yes No Okay, finally, for people that want to go to Cuba, because I'm sure a lot of other Americans are asking you about it. Sure. What do you say to the people who are maybe nervous about going? Or I think don't be.
1: I think it's funny because I was so tired and going through uh, customs or? Yeah, customs coming back to the U.S. And it was in like a basement level, so nearly no phone signal. And But I'd had like three or four nights of four hours of sleep. And I knew that I shouldn't be worried. But I was just look, thumbing through my password and like, huh. I got two entry stamps to Mexico and no exit. I worried about that, too. And I'm like, what's going to happen? And uh, and so I called. I made my girlfriend pretend she had to go to the bathroom forever. And I'm like, just don't come out yet. And uh, I called the company that I bought the ticket from and finally got through. And they're like, don't worry about it. They're not going to even bat an eye. And they didn't. I, no. could, I could have not spent an hour the night before <laughs> expunging every bit of evidence of Cuba from my bag. I could have kept the things of my cigars in the box and... Yeah, somehow, so don't worry. It's, I would say.
0: Yeah, somehow American citizens, and particularly, unfortunately, to, to be honest, you know, just you know, Joe White guy, American citizen, yeah, uh, coming back into the U.S. Not usually that hard with an American passport. I mean, they don't really climb up you,
1: and I don't think race would do much either. The the girl who told me my my comedian friend's girlfriend who had gone was a black lady, mm-hmm. so I think it's more that that our State Department isn't isn't concerned with Cuba right now. You know? Yeah.
0: It's more getting in with a foreign now. passport is is tougher. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you don't look like, man, well, you could be a drug mule. Oh, sure. Never put it past <laughs> me. There are things in balloons. <laughs> in, in places. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, where can people find you, and and where can people see your work? Hey, well, I got the Twitter at the
1: at Steve Benequist, B-E-N-A-Q-U-I-S-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steve, Monday show. Yes, or, the Monday, Big and Tall Show. That also has a... a a, a Twitter account, but if you find Steve Beniquist, you'll find that. Uh, I have some YouTube videos, couple okay. that have won some awards. Go on. Steve Beniquist on YouTube. You mm-hmm. really want to go on? No. What were they? Uh, what were th- one was a, a it was at the very end of the MySpace era, like 2007. I did one a music video called Hustle, which I'm quite proud of that I did at the Groundlings also, that uh, was a comedy pick of the week for a week. It's a video. A music a video. video, yeah.
0: What's the original music? Or- Originally,
1: I did the music, and uh, I'm a fake uh, British drum and bass artist called Booty Quake Formula No. 7. <laughs> and the message of the song is simply to hustle. If you do things faster, then they will get done faster. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's mine. It uh, really will change your life. And it won an award? What, what award? That one didn't win it. Oh, no, uh, that one didn't. Well, it was a comedy pick of the week. Um, but I did a couple that were, I guess it isn't winning an award to be selected. Uh, for inclusion in the LA Comedy Shorts Festival. Okay. I did a couple others that were that. Did you give your own self an award? Is this what happened? I guess Was I. You like, I've been in It's like a so world's long. greatest
0: dad coffee mug it's, kind of thing.
1: No, in Hollywood, when they say uh, it, re- this movie received the Academy Award <laughs> nomination, well, you didn't receive shit. Right. Well, you, you got nominated. You asked out the pretty girl. You didn't get the date. Um, so, no, you're right. Uh, no awards. No awards. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Mother gave me a gold star. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. I know what you're having, about. Man. You getting in you getting you in here ever since you mentioned the the Cuba trip. Well, I
1: travel a lot and uh, you know, if we can say interesting things about it, then that
0: uh we love to hear them. Then that's good. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, it was really fun to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, sure. And if people uh, want to hear your other stories that you had that you told on the uh, L.A. PodFest episode, that was two years ago almost now. What? Yeah. it not that what, crazy? Fall,
1: like October of 2013. Yeah? Yeah, October 2013. You can yeah. find
0: you on the, uh, I believe, the second episode of the L.A. PodFest. If you want to go back in the uh, – it's in the archives, folks. It's in the archives. Or on iTunes or something or on the site or on Libsyn, you can find them. Uh, Steve Benequist tells a story about uh, You were a uh, aid worker? What did you do? No, I was a student in Zimbabwe I Zimbabwe, was that was yeah. it Oh, that was, mm-hmm. you had good stories there Yeah He had good stories, folks And uh, his name is Steve Benequist uh, Check him out online And thanks, man Thank you